that uh, is very beneficial to us is being in a, an outdoor state like we are uh, in a very recreation-focused area of our state. Um, one of the areas that we are trying to recruit heavily is um, outdoor recreation. And so we, not just from a, a tourism standpoint, but from a business standpoint, we want to recruit the manufacturers. We want to recruit the businesses who are testing and applying and using outdoor products, uh, making outdoor products to where not only do they produce them here, but that you can uh, test with them, you can train on them here, and you can use them here. Uh, and so we, we expect that to be big for us. One of the other things that, that's going to be big for us in the coming years is what we're calling Hag in the Middle. Uh, we are working with a lot of our farmers. Fabiola Florenville with the Blueprint Creative Group, and you are tuning in to the Economic Development Podcast. Today's guest is Larkin Simpson, who is at Central Louisiana Economic Development Alliance. Hey, Larkin, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. How's things going in um, in your area right now after the hurricanes? Well, we're back. We're recovering. Um, I just talked to one of our utility providers, and they're at about 99% uh, up for all of their customers. So, um, the debris crews and the vegetation crews are picking up everything from the storm and so we've got some partners to the west of us in our area that are still out and certainly south of us in lake charles and that area is still devastated but here in central Louisiana, we're, we seem to be doing good okay well i guess you know some of it is good news um well with that said you know your your region has been affected by several hurricanes obviously the pandemic has not helped and everything else in between. So from your seat where you sit in terms of, you know, industry development, um, helping small businesses not just grow, but recover in spite of all of this and through all of this, what's the greatest challenge for you right now? You know, I think the biggest thing for, for us right now is just um, getting people to want to get out and, and make the investment and want to uh, get back out in the public get back out into our retail stores and things like that. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting for us. You know, we cover 10 parishes in central Louisiana, 10 counties, uh, for those of y'all who aren't familiar with parish system. But we, it's been real interesting in what we do with COVID and, and even with the storm, recent hurricane, uh, we didn't have a lot of downtime from our manufacturers uh, and a lot of our larger employers. They they all kind of hit pause right at the beginning in early March um, and, and, you know, took some time off and, and even some of them shut down and quarantined or whatever until they figured out where they were going to be. But then once they came back, they came back really strong uh, through COVID. Um, most of our manufacturers uh, were even hitting yearly productions in the second quarter of the year. And so we had that going on. And then with the hurricane, now, obviously, everybody kind of shut down, and we, we um, sheltered and took precautions and stuff like that. And one of our main, major issues was, was the power outages. But once our utility crews figured out how to get power back, you know, most of our major employers, most of our major manufacturers were, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours without power. But then they were back online, and they were producing, and not only were they producing – for their customers, but they were producing and helping out the community 
uh, in other ways. And that's, that's really been a beneficial thing for us is just the resiliency of our people through both of these different but similar circumstances. So that's remarkable. So your manufacturing sector is doing pretty well despite these challenges. Are they are there any other sectors that you've noticed to either rebound pretty quickly or not be as affected as some of your other sectors have been? Yeah, you know, particularly in COVID, um, one of the things that uh, I think has hit the whole country is that our retail sector and our uh, Main Street businesses, our mom and pops, our, our storefronts. But really, uh, we work a lot with uh, entrepreneurs, and if you if you have entrepreneurs who and business people who are focused on their business and they're willing to pivot and they're willing to grow and they're really willing to put in the work, those guys uh, you know have have come out of this um, with new product lines, new development. They've uh, cut costs where they had to. They've um, you know sloughed off things that they needed to become leaner. And so they've really grown. And so a lot of our entrepreneurs and our uh, medium-sized businesses and, and even our small businesses are doing well. The ones who just really haven't um, fully recovered or that are those um, walk-up retail stores, or restaurants and bars and things like that, those are the ones who are still affected. But if anybody could switch to an online platform or provide services in, in non-traditional ways, if you will, they've really done well and exceeded. Okay, good. So let's switch gears. So in terms of the outlook for your organization, your region, obviously, uh, you're not alone. Every other region and market uh, is reconfiguring what their economic development initiatives look like, reprioritizing certain industries, uh, even, you know, trying to think through how to help grow the entrepreneurial and innovation sector. So in terms of, you know, future outlook in the next, let's short term, you know, because we're still in the thick of COVID and wondering what next year is going to look like. So in the very short term and then just maybe near long term, the next three to five years, what are some of the more promising industries that you're seeing um, are showing a lot of potential for growth that perhaps were not the focus industries prior to, you know, all of these challenges being put on the table? Yeah, so one of the biggest industries that we, the biggest sectors that we focus on is wood products and, and uh, home goods, things like that. With uh, We sit in the middle of one of the largest wood baskets in, in North America, and that is very beneficial for us. That's been great uh, through COVID. Uh, home prices are up. Uh, home uh, starts are up. And so all of the different wood components, wood-related components that are produced here have just been blowing and going. Lots of folks who were stuck at home did home uh, projects, DIY uh, projects, things like that. And so um, our, our area has done really well producing those wood products for those projects. The other thing that uh, is very beneficial to us is being in a, an outdoor state like we are uh, in a very recreation-focused area of our state. Um, one of the areas that we are trying to recruit heavily is um, outdoor recreation. And so we, not just from a, a tourism standpoint, but from a business standpoint, we want to recruit the manufacturers. We want to recruit the businesses who are testing and applying and using outdoor products, uh, making outdoor products to where not only do they produce them here, but that you can uh, test with them, you can train on them here, and you can use them here. Uh, and so we, we expect that to be big for us. 
one of the other things that, that's going to be big for us in the coming years is what we're calling Ag in the Middle. Uh, we are working with a lot of our farmers as entrepreneurs uh, to work on small farms, half-acre farms, one-acre farms, uh, not only uh, not to produce commodities, but to produce fresh foods uh, for our rural communities, for our farmers' markets, and just for um, better healthy living lifestyles. All of those things coincide with our economic development plan and where we're going. And so that's where we're really looking for expansion in our future. Okay, good. So in terms of, you know, uh, from a macro perspective with the industry, you know, uh, depending on the market, some markets are really looking to see where they're going to get some of that relocation um, boom from, you know, as some of the larger metros seem to be losing some of their talent while others seem to be attracting that talent. Other metros are uh, gearing up to perhaps attract some of the businesses who are shifting to the remote work and looking for more affordable, cost-effective markets to relocate to. Where do you think your region stands in the midst of all of that? Yes, yeah, so I would say we, we fit both of those models really well. Um, you know, one of the one of the big benefits to, to being in a rural community, a rural sector like we are, is the people here like being home every night. We've got a lot of folks who work offshore. We have a lot of folks who uh, travel for work, things like that. But for the most part, our workforce in the general area, they like to be able to travel, you know, 40, 50 miles to work, uh, up to that amount for work, and then come home and be home at night, be home with their families, be home with their kids, uh, you know, see their kids grow up, see their kids' sports teams, all of those things. And you can do that very well where we are in Central Louisiana. Uh, you can travel easily, uh, both by car or by plane. Um, you know, we have an international airport, so, you know, your plane ride from anywhere you want to be in the world. Uh, and so for that, um, if you want to work remotely but still need to get to the East Coast or the West Coast to uh, be in person, you can do that. If you want to work remotely uh, and stay right here but have connectivity to, to virtually be wherever you need to be, you can do that. Uh, and then also just people like kind of a slower pace of life. Uh, they like knowing their neighbors. They like knowing the people in their community. And so those are things where you have people who have gone off um, for a couple of years, gone to major cities, gone to major metros, and have done the big city lifestyle. Uh, they can very easily come into one of our areas, uh, still have the symphonies and the zoos and the uh, nightlife and the atmosphere and all those other things within a short drive. Uh, but just have a slower pace of life and, and have that family life that people are looking for. So, you know, with that said, it, it seems like obviously the outdoor recreation space is where you could probably stand to start recruiting some of those companies from other markets. And then obviously manufacturing, that's always a growing sector anyway. Um, and then COVID yes. seemed to have revived that sector or made it even sexier, <laughs> you know, as we've had to scramble um, for PPP equipment and, and refocus back on uh, manufacturing at home. So those seem to be pretty strong sectors for your market. Yeah, and really, have, you know, and that's the thing is most of our, even our, our major employers, um, when they were looking out for the workforce and they were looking for their workers um, and they were putting in new, new safety measures and, and personal protective measures, things like that, you know, they were talking about hundreds of employees. They weren't talking about thousands of employees. And so uh, the industries um, 
they had the workforce, they had the people they needed, and while they may have had to shut down for a short amount of time uh, to put those measures in place, all the employees came to work, came back to work, they were ready to go and ready to work. And so uh, you have just this really good community among the employees and among the employers and just in the community in general. And so people want to go to work where we are. And that's good if you're an employer because, you know, if you have to do a shutdown for some reason, uh, you know you have really good people who are going to come back. They're not just going to leave uh, and go find a job somewhere else. They're going to feel uh, somewhat obligated and connected to the companies that they work for. Good. So it's been a, a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I certainly look forward to seeing the outcome of some of these growth sectors. And obviously, uh, we want to continue to see uh, your region also reemerge from some of the damages from the hurricane. And hopefully no more hurricanes for a while. You know, I'm in Florida, so this is something that we're accustomed to, but it seems like the last few hurricanes have kind of redirected towards your way, unfortunately. Not that we want them here in Florida either, but we've been spared quite a few times these last few years. You know, and, and that's that's a good point. I've had several people from around the country ask me, hey, are you leaving because of the hurricanes? Are you going to relocate because of the hurricanes? No, we're, we're insulated where we are. We know how to protect ourselves. We know how to be uh, prepared for these things. And so uh, we, we safely do that, but we get back to work as quickly as we can. I totally agree with you as a Floridian. So that's the one thing that, you know, we can all say hurricanes actually we can recover from, I mean, granted, the damage is there, but you can pre- be pre- a pretty resilient community, even despite being in a hurricane-prone zone. Right. Good. So I appreciate the time. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Economic Development Podcast presented by Blueprint Creative Group. There's more episodes featuring economic development leaders throughout the country, and we thank all of the participants for sharing their perspectives. Check out all of the episodes in this series at blueprintcreativegroup.com slash economic development.